Hello and welcome to the Knots Night podcast, where we celebrate great places to drink in and around Nottingham. And this edition is nothing less than legendary, with two famous characters from the world of beer and a debate over a sometimes controversial term, craft beer. All the cast beer that we have is a craft beer. It's been made by a traditional brewer in the traditional method. It's a craft product. More on that a bit later on. And this is all relevant because recently it was Nottingham Craft Beer Week. You might have been one of the hundreds attending the main celebrations at Snenton Market, but there was also a VIP guest in town, the renowned beer writer Roger Protz, and I was lucky enough to meet him at the Embankment Pub. First of all, welcome to Nottingham. The first pub that you went to when you arrived on the train was Beerheads by the station. <laughs> was that a new experience for you this time yes. round? <laughs> Never been there before. I was looking for a taxi, which I was going the wrong way. <laughs> and, and the man rushed out of the micro pub and said, you're Roger Protz, you must come in and try my beer. And as a micro pub, it does sell uh, an extraordinary range of beers, yeah. doesn't it? It's, yes. uh, it's not your traditional kind of, here's our um, house brew and that's about no, it. There's no. a lot more to beer yeah. than meets the, meets the taste. What, what, did you, how, what did you think of the atmosphere there? Was only, I was the only person in there. <laughs> Probably the wrong time of day, I should think, about one o'clock. But uh, I enjoyed it. Um, I think the original owner was there as well, who was a very nice chap. And a lovely view over the road to the Castle Rock Brewery. <laughs> and you said, you know, it's a great place to uh, miss a few trains in, which we, we all agree with. Now, you, you've got two books that you've been talking about today. They're both called 300 Beers to Try Before You Die. Uh, the, the newer edition. It's 600 beers in total. That's yeah. a lot of beer. Yeah. But tonight we've been sampling a range from the, the pales to the dark. And we had a mild tonight as, as well. This is craft beer week. What, what do you make of the term craft beer? <laughs> Some people have a problem with it. <clears throat> I've been critical of it until somebody pointed out that I was the first person to actually use the term <laughs> in the good beer guide many years ago. So if, I'm to blame, really. <laughs> um, Yes, I think the problem is that there are some people, particularly people who don't like camera very much, who don't think that real ale is craft beer, which is nonsense. I mean, a beer which is brewed with such care and passion and devotion as, as cask beer is, of course, craft beer. But I acknowledge that in this day and age there are lots of other types of beer around, and the modern keg beers are very different to the awful keg beers of the 1970s. But, but the lines are being blurred, quite literally. You know, beneath the bar, the, the pipe through which your beer comes could be either or, sometimes. <laughs> You're not quite sure. And when you see that glass fill up, I don't know about you, I, I, you said don't judge a beer by its look, judge by the taste. That's an obvious thing to say. But for me, we had a, an unfiltered beer tonight, one of the cloudy ones mm. from Castle Rock. I, I sometimes frown a bit if I see that on a bar, <laughs> uh, but, but you don't. I don't mind them at all. I think that, um, <coughs> speaking as a vegetarian, I don't like the use of Isinglass filings to make beer clear because that is made from fish bladders. And I think a lot of people don't like that anymore. So many brewers are now avoiding fish bladders and allowing beer to just mature and drop bright, as they say, and be a little bit hazy. Won't hurt you at all. 
So to the, the camera aficionados, if you like, the diehards who go, there's real ale and there's craft beer, you would say we've got to welcome both into our, yeah, into our pubs. Absolutely, absolutely. The beer world has changed a lot since Cameron was launched in 1971. We have to acknowledge that a lot of younger people are looking for a wider choice, wider flavours. They like these very, very hoppy American beers. They don't care whether it comes from a hand pump or a, a tap. And I think we have to be aware of that. But um, <clears throat> I shall go on being a die-hard cask beer um, supporter because I think at its best it is unbeatable. And when it comes to international beers, you talked a lot about the, the, the Belgians and the Czechs in your uh, great talk tonight. Um, most of us have tried those continental beers. Some of us have been lucky enough to go to those, those breweries. What, what is it that the, the Brits, what is it that we still like in the UK about what we might call continental style <laughs> beers? Because some of them are brewed here now as well, aren't they? Yeah. I think it's a hangover, hangover from um, empire, actually. <laughs> but um, back in the 19th century, when brewers in Europe were going over to lager beer, the Brits said, no, 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 we're not going to do that. We're going to stick to the beers that we know best. Um, particularly, I mean, the great brewing town of Burton-on-Trent, they went on brewing IPAs and pale ales, and that has continued <coughs> right up to the present day. And even though lager beer is now very, very popular, and we could talk forever about what is a proper lager beer, but nevertheless, lager beer is very popular, but cask beer is there. And I've been very impressed by the fact that I thought lager beer was going to really suffer as a result of lockdown, but I'm told by a lot of brewers that cask beer is really bouncing back already. What a real pleasure it was to reach Roger. You can find his books, 300 Beers to Try Before You Die, at the camera website. You're with the Knots Night podcast, celebrating the best places to drink in and around Nottingham. You can find previous editions of the podcast online at knotsnight.com, where you'll also find over 60 reviews of venues to visit. Now, some important news on bar snacks, because earlier this month we were delighted to read that Blue Monkey Brewery has only gone and launched its own brand of pork scratchings. Mm -mm -mm. And as good as they might be, though, they didn't, as claimed, win the inaugural Knott's Night Cup of Bar Snacks. That title went to Black Country Snacks Q brand. Why is this important, you might ask? Well, quality, texture and taste all vary. And as of yet, we've not tried Blue Monkey's Delights. We aim to correct this, though, very soon. <laughs> Back to the important business of drinking, and tickets are now on sale for the Robin Hood Beer and Cider Festival, running in October at the Trent Bridge Cricket Ground. And after my chat with the great Roger Protz, I met up with Ray Kirby from the Nottingham branch of the Campaign for Real Ale. We are a completely new venue, obviously, but um, as far as we're concerned, we still have a similar layout to the castle and the arena, other venues we've had. Once again, we will be sort of outside, as it were. We will have a large marquee. If those that know the Trent Bridge car park, as it were, uh, the, the area behind the, the Trent Bridge Inn, we'll have a large marquee there, but we will also be putting a number, uh, a lot of stillaging 
under one of the major stands at Trent Bridge, which is called the, the Smith Cooper, for those that know it. Yes. Um, <laughs> so a lot don't. So it's going to be sort of mainly outdoors, but sort of with the sort of undercover bits. You'll have like a, a sort of marquee coverings around to keep the weather off by that time in October. But also, people are going to be allowed to sit in one of the stands to sup their pints. And, you know, for once... I would say, with all respect to the castle and the arena, there'll be rather nice view when you sit down with your pint, won't there, or your half? Well, there certainly will, as far as I'm concerned. You know, we're, we're overlooking the iconic ground that is uh, Trinbridge Cricket Ground, which has been the uh, one of the major cricket grounds in the world, you know. Uh, and in terms of access as well, it's a perfect venue because people can get there if they're coming in from out of town through Nottingham Station. It's easy to get there on the bus. It's even easier if you walk and visit some of the fine hostelries en route. Very true. Although the, um, I must admit, a number of the hostelries that used to be there have sadly gone on the way to it but um you've got you've got a number of uh, excellent pubs in the in the trent bridge area the pub we're in at the moment the embankment you've got the trent navigation across the road uh the aforementioned tbi which is a uh, a weatherspoons pub but it's it's one of the weatherspoons pubs that i think has uh, has been hailed as one of the better repurbishments that weatherspoons have done that's a very diplomatic way of putting it. And, and, and finally, we're recording this at the, uh, at the end of Nottingham Craft Beer Week. What's your view? We've heard from the great Roger Protz about uh, craft beers and cask beers. What, what's your view of the, the, the place of, uh, of a craft beer in something like a beer festival in Nottingham? Well, I think it has a place. Um, certainly, as far as we're concerned, all the cask beer that we have is a craft beer. It's been made by a traditional brewer in the traditional method. It's a craft product. On the other side of things, what a lot of people are classing as being craft beers nowadays are, so we say, the newfangled um, keg beer. But we do have what we are calling a craft beer stand, which is a keg beer, but it's not a keg beer because it, it is a live product exactly the same as a normal cask. The beer is conditioned in the keg. The only difference being is that the CO2 that is normally produced in a cask and you vent it, the CO2 escapes. In a keg, it can't escape. So what it does, it builds up and then basically dissolves back into the beer it's still exactly a keg uh, a cask beer it's gassier as regards a normal cask ale but it's exactly the same as a cask ale just in a in a different a different container that, 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 that's all it is that's all it is and, and finally, turning back to Roger Protz, a different container there. <laughs> I think that's ultimately what it is, because you've been very clear of, you've talked about lagering tonight, that the traditional lagering is a fine craft and produces brilliant beers like the, the Budvars of the world mm. and so on. So can camera finally come full circle in its 50th year and, <clears throat> and start welcoming what some members of camera still call these new upstarts? <clears throat> It has. I think officially camera does accept that there is a place, 
and a very important place for modern craft keg beers. And as you say, it's not the fizzy rubbish, the double diamonds and the Watley's red barrel of the 70s. These are beers which are full of taste and flavour. I mean, the Beavertown Brewery in North London produces the most wonderful beers and they are keg beers, but they're absolutely gorgeous to drink. So the wonderful thing about this country now is you can go into most pubs and get a tremendous range of beers, whether they come from a hand pump or a tap. Enjoy them. One final thing to mention is our new look Knots Night window stickers, which are only awarded to those venues that make the grade. You'll notice them because they have the newest Knots Night logo on them and a green border. If you see one, snap us a selfie and tag us on Twitter at Knots Night. That's just about it from this edition of the podcast. If you've liked what you've heard, please subscribe right here. And don't forget to check out the latest online at knotsnight.com, celebrating the best places to drink in and around Nottingham.